0: Welcome to the Messages of Cornerstone Anglican Church. Jesus, the center, and you, Jesus, you. Dear friends, in this episode we introduce you to the Messages of Padre Andrew Osborne. We are blessed to have this awesome man of God with us for most of 2023. Here Padre Andrew unpacks Luke's Gospel and the times when we are unable to recognize God, even when he's walking beside us. One of the great trials of human life is putting the light on for the first time in the morning, isn't it? Strange things happen to your eyes. You don't see clearly for a bit and you're liable to go around bumping into things. There's a recurring theme, I think. Usually, by the time we've made it to the bathroom, the world is settling down a bit. And by then I've probably got my glasses on as well so I can actually kind of see some stuff. The gospel stories of the resurrection are full of these early morning sensations. Things aren't clear. People aren't recognisable. These are stories of surprise and disorientation. That's where we are at the moment. We're disorientated. The congregation is a bit disorientated as well. One of the weirdest things about these stories of Jesus' resurrection appearances is that most of the time people don't recognise him. He appeared not as a long-lost friend or returning, conquering saviour. But more often than not, he appeared as a stranger. And that's especially true for our Emmaus story this morning. Cleopas and his friend are travelling presumably back to Emmaus. Well, that's what we're told. It occurred to me this week that one of the differences in this story compared to Jesus' other resurrection appearances is that these weren't special people that he appeared to. Mary, Peter, John and Thomas and the rest that Jesus appeared to, we know them all. But these two, Cleopas and his walking companion, we don't have a clue who they were. A couple of different commentaries suggested that it's his wife Mary from Jesus' crucifixion in John 9.25. There was another Mary at the crucifixion and it was the wife of Cleopas, but a slightly different spelling, Cleophas. But they're nobodies. They're walking along the road. Who are they? We don't know. Luke mentions them nowhere else. But here they are. These are the stars of Luke's Easter narrative this morning. And Emmaus, no one knows where that is either. It's gone from history. The scholars don't know where it is. I think this is part of what Luke is trying to tell us in this story is how and where the stunning reality of Easter intersects with our ordinary lives. Like these two, it's that everyday place where our faith is hanging by a thread and our hope is best described as a past tense. It's the place where bills are piled up after a week away, where the wheels of life tend to track in the ruts, and where our spiritual life seems very dry. It's Easter in ordinary life. And it's a couple of ordinary people on the road to Struggle Town, perhaps. So, what happens when the risen Christ meets them in this ordinary roadway of life? What strikes me is Luke's strange way of talking about it. As a couple walked along toward home, a stranger joined them, Luke says, and their eyes are kept from recognising him. So what does that mean? Well, on a human level, Luke is telling us about a common human experience. It's like putting on the light for the first time in the morning. He's saying that we're often blind to the presence of the risen Lord. He's saying that our eyes can be so clouded by grief or pain so distracted by the twists and turns of our ordinary lives that we fail to recognise the Lord amongst us and working in our lives. We forget, don't we? We forget about hindsight. I don't know about you, but I can go through a whole day without the slightest inclination that the Lord is with me or alongside me, talking with me, guiding me, calling me. It's that hindsight. We look back how the Lord has worked in our lives. I'm blind as a bat to the one who walks by my side. But there's even more to Luke's extraordinary language. It's not just some inner turmoil that prevented them. Luke is quite explicit. Their eyes were kept from recognising him. His way of talking about the disciples' blindness to the Lord's presence is characteristic of the way he describes people's response to Jesus throughout his gospel. Earlier in the Gospel, Jesus says to the disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is going to be betrayed into human hands. Nothing could be plainer. But Luke adds these words, But they did not understand what he was saying. Its meaning was concealed to them, so they could not perceive it. They were going around, bumping into things again, weren't they? Luke tells us, that we aren't able to recognize Jesus until we're ready in his terms and not ours. When these two disciples do finally understand and believe, and when Jesus breaks bread, Luke says, then their eyes were opened. God reveals himself to people when he knows that they are ready, even though they may not know it yet themselves. He reveals himself to us in the ordinary of life, and we aren't in control of it. It comes a moment in our lives when a tragedy of our need and openness, the trajectory of God's grace intersect, and our eyes are opened. We can't make it happen with the right blend of music, doing the right things, or maintaining the proper mood. It's all about the risen Christ graciously coming to meet us where we are and when we are ready. Maybe we're teetering on the edge of hopelessness. Maybe we're running hard the other way. Suddenly, there is Jesus. It may seem disconcerting, but when you think about it, it's amazingly hopeful. Jesus knows when to show up. And it doesn't depend on us. The right person in the right place. That's just how God works. The two travellers are slow of heart, but their hearts are burning, burning with something they couldn't really explain. Here's an interesting definition of Christ's followers by an American author, Mark Buckman. He describes them as people of slow burning hearts, sorrow and hope, awe and self-pity, wonder and worry believing and doubting, yes and no, all mixed loosely in us, tugging us one way or jostling us the other, going around bumping into things. And we can saunder through life as though Jesus did not even exist. And then suddenly there's a burning presence that we can't explain. The couple finally reached Emmaus, and it was getting dark, and Luke says that Jesus walked ahead as if he was going to go on. But they say, stay with us. There still comes that decisive moment in our lives when our hearts have been strangely warmed. There's the moment when we have to decide whether we're going to invite Jesus to stay. Are we going to invite that stranger who walked with us? Are we going to walk into that open door? Follow that scent of new life. To see where it leads. These moments when hope inexplicably surges, when truth gently knocks at the door. We may not know all the answers yet. We may be very unsure of what it's all about. But we have the choice to make. Our slow hearts begin to burn with hungry hope. But we're still going around bumping into things. Stay with us for the evening, they say. But they still don't know it was Christ with them. But they knew they wanted him to stay. And there, at the table in their home, oil lamps flickering against the stone walls, something extraordinary happened. Luke records nothing of what Jesus said at the table in Emmaus. He just gives those familiar verbs He took, He blessed, He broke and he gave. The guest had become the host. And suddenly they knew, Luke says, he was made known to them in the breaking of bread. And then he was gone. There are those moments, strange, even unexplained moments, when we sense that someone important is near. Something life-changing is about to happen. And at the corner of our eyes... There's just a flash of the Lord's robe disappearing around the corner. He doesn't push himself onto us. It's up to us to respond. Even in the moment of deep recognition, when our eyes are opened to his presence, it's not as though we can hold on to him. You notice that the very things that finally opened the eyes of the two travellers, of the things that Christians do, we do, each week. The two main activities of Christian worship. He meets with us and he met them. In the word that sets our hearts burning, the table where he makes himself known. It may be in the sermon. It may be some phrase in a devotional maybe a line in one of the hymns, one of the songs that sticks in your mind for the whole day. These are the moments when our slow hearts blaze with his presence. He's on the road, the road we all travel. The road of joy and sorrow, the road of faith and doubt, the road of grace and pain, the road of everyday life. We don't find him, he finds us. It isn't our unshakable faith, our deep spirituality that connects us to the risen Christ. He comes to us in all sorts of ordinary places and all sorts of odd moments. But he comes especially in the still small voice of the gospel truth that warms your heart and in that circle of love where the community of faith gathers and breaks bread together. There, he is known and recognized. Our hearts are burning, our eyes are opened. Let's pray. Spirit, lead me where my trust is without borders. Let me walk upon the waters. Wherever you would call me, take me deeper than my feet could ever wander. And my faith will make me stronger in the presence of my Saviour. Amen. If you'd like to hear more great messages, check out our Facebook page or look us up on the net at cornerstone church.com.au.